When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Happy Monday, everybody. It's a fresh new week. What are you going to do with it? Huh? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Holly Roberts is back. The, oh, the gang's all here. Hi. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. And hi, hi. you know, we'd like yeah. to welcome you with, I'm sorry. Oh, God. What? I what? Pretend this didn't happen. <laughs> um, l- let's talk about the thing we don't want to talk about. Let's just be honest about it. It's great. Rip off the we don't want to talk about it band-aid. Ugh, Kanye West. By talking about it. Oh, yes. Ugh. The fallout continues from Kanye's latest appearance in headlines. Mm-hmm. I think that's the easiest way to put it without uh, putting it any other way. Putting it any other way. <laughs> and that's what we shall do because, you know, I I was going to start this segment with, oh, he lost his privileges on Instagram and also a friendship with Justin Bieber. We'll talk about that. But one of the highlights was going to be, but good news he made a reappearance. Oh no, not good news uh-uh. on Twitter. So, and now he's no longer on Twitter. So, a lot has happened uh-huh. since last we paid attention as a show to Kanye West and the stories around Kanye West. Um, and we'll get to all the details of what developed, but I don't even know if there's a way to catch you up. Kanye has been making headlines for not a lot of good reasons. He originally was coming. Oh, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so much stuff. I think I think you can even just say Kanye has been up to Kanye's um, usual or the, the, let's just say not unexpected behaviors. Yeah. Getting, on social media saying saying I, I don't even want to say controversial, but just horrible things on social media seems to be uh, seems to have, or it has happened before. Mm-hmm. So here we are again. And the the first story I'll tell you about, I will start with um, Instagram because that's where we were going to begin. His Instagram account apparently was restricted. And we found this out on Friday. Meta apparently suspended his uh, account. And as a response, he showed up on Twitter. Now, apparently, according to a story on CNN, a spokesperson for Meta says the content on Instagram was deleted for his violating the company's policies and a restriction was placed on his account. They didn't say which uh, or why it was objectionable Mm -hmm. or what the restriction was about. But this came after he apparently shared a since-deleted post that included a screenshot of a text conversation with Sean Diddy Combs that was criticized by the American Jewish Committee as anti-Jewish. He was previously suspended in March by Instagram for directing a racial slur at 
Trevor Noah from The Daily Show, which you might remember. Mm -hmm. So that happened at the end of last week. Mm -hmm. And as a result, not able to communicate on Instagram. So then he goes over to Twitter and... Because that's what we do when we get... You know, and, and and I'm saying that for others as well. Yeah. Right. Like when, for whatever reason, you are either have chosen to not use one medium of social media or you have been uh, invited out mm-hmm. of a social media lane, you find another one. Yeah. And so he moved over to Twitter. So he moves over to Twitter and he said 2024. And there's a picture of a, a black ball cap with the, the numbers 2024 over it. And that was his, you know, uh, return to to Twitter. And then, like, Elon Musk said, like, welcome back, my friend. And then, well, things, you know, got worse. So then, apparently, so that happened over the weekend. I think that's, like, where we were as of Saturday. And then it must have been, I don't know when this particular tweet happened. Um, And frankly, I don't care. But he went on to tweet something highly anti-Semitic and just terrible. And I'm not going to read you what he tweeted. Um, But he was then um, removed. uh, Twitter removed the actual tweet Mm -hmm. after he published it, you know, for violating its rules and guidelines. And then uh, I believe he was. He was, well, I don't know if he was particularly suspended, but I know his account was locked for violating Twitter's policies. So that's where we, that's essentially where we end up with his social media. So basically he's been locked out of most social media at this point for saying, um, you know, anti-Semitic things. Mm -hmm. And um, the only other story I want to add to that before I hear your full reaction is that Justin Bieber, there was a story. I was like, gosh, the hits just keep coming because... No sooner did we hear about him being removed from Instagram than apparently uh, Justin Bieber is like, I'm out because of the way he attacked Haley. And the way he attacked Haley was just terrible. Mm. And he's also attacked, um, you know, friends of hers, Gigi Hadid, right? Like, it. it's just, and I will go back to what we said last week when we talked about this story. And Holly, you missed this. We were, we were already here with Kanye. And it, I really, truly believed that he was expressing all of this because of the thing that underneath all of the, you know, the anti-Semitic tweets Mm -hmm. and the problematic language and the controversy was him constantly going back to his kids being kidnapped from him and not being allowed to attend their birthday party. Mm -hmm. So it like, like his divorce from Kim Mm -hmm. seemed to be at the root of all of this. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me because I think there's a worthy conversation to have, I think, about the part that mental illness plays in some of what we're seeing. Yeah, there's a worthy conversation. And I'm not saying that that shouldn't be occurring. Um, I am saying, though, we don't know. We are we are spectators. We don't know much about what his his personal engagement is with his own mental health um and so what we react to is what we're seeing yeah and what we're seeing is some behaviors that we've seen before that is rooted in just um anger hateful speech yeah um a lack of regard for other humans and their experience yeah and what I, I think is the most interesting is 
that we're going to we're seeing and we'll probably see continue to play out is this behavior that Kanye West has exhibited before where um, he is going to say all the all the awful, terrible things that he's thinking, and then he's going to put himself in a victim spot. So this will now become about how Instagram silenced him and how Twitter silenced him and how he's been. I mean, this is a thing. This is this is a thing. Yeah. No, we've been here before. You say that from firsthand knowledge. because yeah. We've seen these stories. And not out. just with Kanye, with with many people oh, sure. who say things that are and I don't even want to say like woke like that it's woke people that are canceling them. It's when you say things that are hateful and hurtful to entire groups of people and then make paint yourself as a victim. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. That's not we don't we're not doing that. Well, and even before we get to that, so you reference this and if you're just joining us, we're talking about Kanye West and and God knows what journey this we are on because it's. Just I didn't a lot buy of, the ticket. I, I did not want to. Holly, came I don't in have the pamphlet. Like, I, don't I don't have the brochure. I'm like Holly. I get it. None of us. <laughs> yeah. We don't either. Like you know, because you were gone for a week and enjoying your peace and quiet, and you know, and your non Kanye talk, and your non Kanye <laughs> talk, and yet here we are, right? Because this this is not uh, this is somebody that many people look up to creatively. Um, for entertainment purposes, and those, you know, that then has consequences, right? So I think it's really important to talk about it. And you would you mentioned the thing about mental illness. There's this weird dance that I see happening where people are like, you know, it's like they want to attribute this to mental illness because they have this awareness that, like, we're not going to just call people, quote, crazy anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So I think this is like a good impulse that we're seeing where you see people want to show up and, the first thing they're saying is like mental illness, mental illness. And it's like, well, okay, but see, there's a difference between and what what that does, assuming this is mental illness, is two things. One, assume we know mm-hmm. we don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Kanye West's mental illness other than headlines and stories I've read, but not from his own mouth mm-hmm. and so or his doctor's mouth. Mm-hmm. So I'm very conscious as a person who has mental health. Because we all as do. we all do, yes, we all have mm-hmm. a mental health, right? And as someone who knows how to take care of his mental health, like I understand that, like I'm not going to react to something I don't know. So there's that, but then there's also like um, mental health is not bad behavior. Like mental illness is not quote bad behavior. Meaning mm-hmm. people see someone say things like this, like a rational. What you assume is a quote rational quote, normal person Mm -hmm. make really hateful, terrible tweets. Mm -hmm. And then there's this like thing where we have to somehow understand it and like, well, he didn't really mean it or it's part of this bigger thing. And it's like, I'm sorry, that's a lot of assumptions you're making right now. I think all we're responsible to do is to react to somebody saying these words Mm -hmm. when they are a public figure with an incredible amount of power. And it's very simple when you think about it that way. Right. Right? Like, those words are hateful. Those words are anti, Mm -hmm. antithetical to what most people and what all people who are engaged in the public square have signed up for. So, like, that's why... But but don't you just... You see that sort of hesitation where people are like, oh, well, you know, he has um, this. And I'm like, well, do you know that? And also... Is that like a symptom? Is 
anti-Semitism a symptom of mental illness? Uh, listen, I have not. I'm you saying know, that knowing it's not. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I have not studied the DSM whatever uh, <laughs> diagnosis uh, panel, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That is not listed as a symptom. Yeah. Um, and his expression of it, then we can have a conversation about. Right. Yeah. But. And I again, like I did my own gymnastics around it. We're all sort of pussyfooting around this conversation in a really uncomfortable way because we're uncomfortable. Yeah. But also, I think that's part of the goal of whatever he's doing is to to make people uncomfortable. There are ways to make people uncomfortable without being hateful and alienating. Yeah. And just and to tear individuals down. Like yeah. that's the stuff like when when he came after Gabriella Karifa Johnson, the uh Vogue editor, and like went after her like her style, her body, and then like invoked in in we didn't have this conversation. He invoked Lizzo. Right. Um and you know, like uh, again, I just think he's going after a lot of people and including a lot of people in a conversation that I wish he would just have with the people that are clearly on his mind. Right. Also, as Taylor Swift said, I'd very much like to be excluded (laughs) from this narrative. Well, And Lizzo didn't say that, but she did reference how people are talking about her with, you know, like she basically said her name is in everybody's mouth without her permission. Yeah. (laughs) And it's true. Yeah. And I think like, I'm sure we're no, no, I'm not even going to do the thing. I just think that's, it's important to just react to the thing that's actually happening in front of us and mm-hmm. not trying to understand it because none of us have the qualifications or the tea leaves Mm-mm. to do a good job of that. And you just have to call it out. And I think that's why you've seen, you know, like when somebody, I don't know, when somebody behaves that way, you have to just call it out the way you're supposed to. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, welcome back, Holly. She's got a whole big your dirt alert. Your dreams were your ticket out. <laughs> She's going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. The one and only Holly Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, What's up, Holly? No, I got to turn on my mic. I know. It's been it's, a while. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you get out of practice. You take a week off all these buttons. What do but, they do? Who what knows? What do they do? I don't know. And trying to keep um, abreast of the latest headlines in mm. Hollywood, trying not to cross the stream, so to speak, on the gossip that you guys talked about last week with a fresh bucket of news stories. Now, let's go to Charlie Puth who claims that no one was present at Ellen DeGeneres' record label and that they just disappeared on him. Now, Charlie Puth is speaking out about this after uh, artist Grayson Chance said that he felt completely abandoned by Ellen DeGeneres' record label earlier this month. And uh, so now Charlie Puth, a major record recording artist in his own right, is saying that basically the same thing happened at uh, 11.11 to him. Mm -hmm. Listen, um... I think listen, he's a I don't want to this is nothing against Grayson, but Charlie Puth is decidedly kind of a hot name right now. So to hear somebody who's a big name and somebody who's got some focus right now having a similar conversation about how Ellen DeGeneres basically like peaced out mm-hmm. on them. Well, right, because Charlie Puth now to his credit, he's a Grammy Award nominee. Mm-hmm. And he said that after he recorded his first EP for Ellen's record label, he didn't hear from anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah. that checks out. It was a read. Mm-hmm. It was a read, mm-hmm. that article. <gasps> yes, mm-hmm. yes. Now, uh, Charlie Puth does want to point out that we both, we and Grayson, had different experiences, but he agrees that nobody was really present. Certainly after the creation of his first demo EP, Charlie Puth goes on to say, I didn't really hear from anybody after that. Mm. Not put- Now, he's very diplomatic. Yeah. He said, not putting any blame on just one person, but from a collective, all the people were in that room, they just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, that's just... Well, I mean, how do you run a record label that doesn't get back to right? people? Yeah. Like that, like, to me, tells a story. I was going to say, that's not a priority. Right. So I think that if people are then going to call that out, we should not be surprised. Exactly. Yes. yes. So, well, you know, Charlie Puth went on to bigger and better things. Uh, listen, sure. I had like a whole, Holly, I don't know about you, but I had this like obsession that I learned about last week. Oh, yeah, that's about right. You his, shared that with us last week. His entire new album was created on TikTok. And when you watch his TikToks about how he created like certain phrases, you see the brilliance of his creative process. It's fascinating. And I would just say, you're better off, buddy. You're good now. Well, that is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for alerting me yeah, to Charlie Puth's creativity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he does have a, a bop or two, as the kids like to yeah. say. Um, George Clooney, yuck, 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 yuck. He's just a dad. Joking. Did you guys talk about this last week? No. Oh. But I just, I have Clooney. Yeah. I have Clooney feelings. Okay. Well, I he's talking. Feelings. He's out there talking because of that movie he got with uh, Julia Roberts. That's right. Oh, that's Ticket right. to Paradise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, an well. old school Hollywood studio romantic comedy that needs to be sold to the masses. So, how is George Clooney doing that? By sharing anecdotes about oh. being a relatable dad, just of like you. Great. Is he using a Floby still? Uh, no word that was on the last, that. Was the that was the last relatable story we got out of the Cloonster. Yeah, well, the Cloonster is now joking that he wants to be out of it when his daughter, Ella, starts dating. Oh, my gosh. It's like he read some oh sort of, God, like, 50s so... dad manual. Well, He's, like, you know, like pe- People Magazine circa 1996. I mean, mm-hmm. like, come on. Yeah, George Clooney's public relations tactic is very old school because here's the thing about George Clooney is that He's very, very mm, protective of his twins, Ella and Uh Alexander, but he will give you just enough of a relatable anecdote or seemingly relatable anecdote that you feel like you know George Clooney. So what else Uh is George Clooney going to do? I'm going to be a protective dad. I'm going to protect my daughter, but no word on yet what uh, what his son is going to be uh, like when he starts dating. I can't wait to find uh, or to see the inevitable TikTok uh, attempt that George Clooney is going to make trying to do a dance to relate to the kids. Oh. Like, my daughter showed me how to do this TikTok oh thing. I'm going to rapture myself because I'm going to be so embarrassed. But he'll when call I see it talk tick because again he can't. You know he'd be like, it's isn't that relatable? Because mm-hmm. the kids. <laughs> Kids. Now, uh, this was all in an interview that George Clooney and Julia Roberts did on the Today Show with Hoda Kotb. Mm-hmm. So uh, that happened today. I bet that Julia Roberts just tossed her head back and laughed at him. Oh, George Clooney, you're so funny. <laughs> well, now see the other relatable thing about Julia Roberts. She too is a parent of twins, of right? Twins. Yeah. Yes. So I bet they really swap stories about Twinsies. twinning. Are you? Did you guys? Did they you didn't give any call advice? me. Oh, you don't. Oh, they don't go to the meeting. Really? So rude. They don't. They're oh, never at the meeting. I was gonna say. They're definitely not in the Facebook group. 
so annoying. Uh, Jennifer, La- <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence is confessing that she lost control of her career amid her Hunger Games stardom and Oscar win for Silver Linings Playbook. What does that mean? Well, she said, between the Hunger Games coming out and winning the Oscar, I became such a commodity that I felt like every decision was a big, big group uh, decision. Okay. I mean, I think yeah. that there's, uh, like, uh, I think people might be prone to you know, want to write off what she said, but but I think she experienced something a lot of celebrities have experienced when they real fast. Yeah, when they've been part of a huge franchise and that's what put them on the map. Yeah, like it's hard then to get your footing again. So yeah. she was only twenty two years yeah. old when she won well, the Oscar for and Silver Linings Playbook, and that was just one of the franchises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was also in the Marvel franchise yeah. too. Well, X Men mm-hmm. or X- that's Marvel, right? Yes, it is. When we return, thank you, Holly. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrity pop culture mysteries to solve. We've got some pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. Hi, Holly Roberts. Uh, she does the the heavy lifting. She sifts through all of the blind items and uh, comes up with some specific pop culture mysteries for us to solve in this little segment that we call Blinded by the Item. Oh, wrong button. Hold on. Oh, gosh. She's, <laughs> she's, she's new here, you guys. Dusty. Wait, where is? Oh, here it is. Blinded <laughs> by Dusty, musty, and rusty. It's all good. We'll take those training Uh wheels off pretty soon here. Yeah, you know, I spent the past week picking up a lot of dog poop and driving thousands of miles. It's not the same, is it? You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. Those dogs. (laughs) They they got some output, huh? They got some output for sure. Oh, well, well, I've got some output, too. Okay, good. And (laughs) you may have already sniffed some of these celebrity gossip mysteries, but some of them have been revealed. Oh, fun. And some of them are quite fun and salacious, starting with this first one. Now, here's a blind item for you, Colleen and Bradley, that has now been revealed. This permanent A-list model producer host was complaining to her husband at JFK that they should have flown private, and she didn't like flying with, quote, regular people. Oh, a-list who? Model, host, producer. Producer. Oh, who has a husband? Yes. That's not like Tyra Banks, is it? Oh, I didn't oh! know she was married. Oh, gosh. That's on brand. Mm-hmm. So Tyra Banks was complaining to her husband at the airport that they should have flown private, and she didn't like flying with, quote, regular people. Gross. Gross. Mm-hmm. Gross. I just, I can't. Well, also, you know, diva behavior begets diva behavior, right? Like, and she has sort of like a, and I think rightly, she's a, she would consider herself a diva, right? And so. Yeah, I mean. I'm like, not saying that's good behavior. No. I'm just saying, you know, the narrative. That has been acceptable for divas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And but, then why don't you uh, pay up like a diva and. Then you can fly in private. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But instead, you want to be a coupon cutter like the rest of us. Yeah. It's like commercial. Coupons. 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 Blinded by the item. Uh, but let's move on to another celebrity gossip mystery. This weekend, this A-plus slash A-list singer did a favor to his long, long, long time friend and former co-star. After all these years, they still have never told anyone about the child they gave up for adoption. <gasps> Oh, I want you to guess the name of the singer, uh, the co-star. I'm just going to give it to you because okay. I don't think that that name would be at the top of your head. Okay. Okay. 
So, singer that acted? Yep. And is the, the singer is a male? Yes. Okay. An acty singer male. Uh... Justin Timberlake. Oh, that's a good guess. Whoa! Oh, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. two for two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to go. Or two and oh. Oh and two. I don't know what that... <laughs> Thirty love. I don't know, but apparently there was love between the two of these people. Now I'm going to fill in the blank for you on this. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, Justin Timberlake did a favor for his long, long, long time friend and former Mickey Mouse Club co-star Nikki Deloach. Okay, interesting. Uh-huh, by performing at the Children's Hospital LA fundraiser in a rare gala appearance. Now, apparently. Uh, after all these years, they still have never told anyone about the child they gave up for adoption. So what NT Lawyer is saying is that what? Nikki Deloach and Justin Timberlake had, had a, a child. Love child. Yeah, Although I hate that term. They just yeah. had a child. Yes, they all had. All children are loved. They mm-hmm. conceived a child together. So mm-hmm. interesting. Now she's a thing still. Like she, she's acty. She is a member of Children's Hospital Los Angeles Foundation Board of Trustees. And her son has had three life-saving open-heart surgeries at the hospital. So, and as the Hollywood Reporter notes, and she just so happens to be the reason Timberlake turned up last night. Interesting. Interesting. And yeah, she she still she still acts, it looks like. Okay. Like she's she's like a Hallmark person. Oh, okay. Um so she's a working actor. Yeah. So that'll interesting. keep you busy. Um mm-hmm. that's shocking. Yeah. But no doubt that happens more than we realize. I mean it happens in real life, so mm-hmm. why wouldn't it happen with actors? I now mean, interesting they're real too, but right. just not as real as we are. What? Well Obviously. now interestingly <laughs> enough now. Here's a quote that Nikki gave to The Hollywood Reporter, puts it into some interesting context. She said of her and Justin Timberlake back in the day, we instantly became best buddies at a performance camp like brother and sister. And we have been brothers since. His mother has been like a second mother to me. I lived with her for chunks of my time in my life. We're just chosen family. And I'm so honored because he's always been there anytime I've needed him. And I've always been there when he needed me. Hmm. Well, I mean, that is all very lovely stuff. And it sounds like they have probably continued a, a friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's would, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. That's lovely. Oh. Also terribly shocking, Justin. Right? I, I almost said Justin Bieber, but I don't think he's, he's not involved. part of that. Or is he? Yet. <laughs> Here's another celebrity gossip mystery now solved. Perhaps this will... Uh, be a classic mystery from last week. This foreign-born talk show host makes it seem as if he quit his show. He was fired. The singer date was a nice distraction. Oh, foreign-born talk date. show host went on a singer date. Mm-hmm. Singer date. Yeah. Singer date. Now the singer date would have occurred um, a couple weeks ago. This blind item first uh, attributed to September 30th. So think around that time, around 10, 15 days ago. Mm-hmm. Singer date. What kind? Who are we more likely to know, the host or the singer? You'll know both. Okay. But uh, the talk show host made headlines because they announced that they were leaving their mm-hmm. talk show. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trevor Noah. Yes. Oh, which apparently was a huge surprise in yeah. terms of the people behind the scenes. And who did he go on a singer date with? 
not like I don't know why I keep wanting to say Dua Lipa, but I don't think it was. Oh, was. oh, because it's the right answer. That's why I wanted to say it. That is the correct choice. So, but interestingly enough, Bradley, if you're to believe Enti Lawyer, Trevor Noah makes it seem as if he surprised quit his show. Yeah, but Enti Lawyer says he was fired. No. Oh, now that's. Well, then I got lots of questions about that because you know our good friend Matt Baloney. It's not Baloney. Bellamy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He's the editor of. Is he the the one that used to do the like thing where he'd get real drunk? No. No, you're thinking of. um, I know who you're thinking of. This is the editor of. Well, he 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 hosts a podcast called The Town. Okay. And um, he said or at least in his podcast, talked about how it seemed like Trevor Noah just showed up for work and dropped, essentially, you know, just pulled the trigger without anyone knowing. Hmm. And that that was likely motivated because, you know, you don't always want to give people a heads up when you're on your way out. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Fascinating. Ooh, mysteries. Blinded by the that would be huge. I don't, I, why would he ever be fired? Yeah, I know. That's what I want to know more about. But I love it. NT Lawyer gives us no extra details. Well, one would only assume that a lot of big media conglomerates are rearranging their kitchens behind the scenes, including Mm -hmm. but not limited to Paramount, which is the parent company of Comedy Central, which airs The Daily Show. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of math and business that we don't have time to get to. I don't want to do math or business. So today. let's solve mysteries. Sounds good. Mysteries. <laughs> the ginger haired one will soon learn that it's actually people he hired and pays that were spying on him. They simply sold the information to the highest bidder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so obvious. Harry, Harry styles, not styles. Megan McCain. Windsor. Markle. My God, I just had like a word salad explosion. <laughs> My my word salad shooter just <laughs> broke. <laughs> or did it? <laughs> or was it, it working? It shot some words. Extra. They were all the wrong ones. Uh, well, you got there eventually. Yeah, Prince I, Harry. Yeah, Prince Harry will soon learn that it was actually people he hired and pays that were spying on him. And that those people simply sold Harry and Meghan's information to the highest bidder. That is... That, I guess that doesn't surprise me that much because, like, that, that's something I imagine very uh, rich and cloistered people have a lesson they have to learn on a regular basis mm-hmm. when you're surrounded by other people who aren't disgustingly rich and successful. They're trying to find a way to make a living. <laughs> I hope everybody got to make a living. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that that's the case here, but, but, uh, I think in his circle, I would imagine this is not the first time somebody has uh, spilled the beans. But I mean, oh, I don't know. I get like I get uneasy and hivy thinking about what it must be like to be in that echelon where you literally can't trust anybody because you actually can't trust anybody. Yeah. That is a recipe for paranoia. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Daily, you're like. Did they really mean that? Count your blessings, everybody. Mm -hmm. If you are able to have genuine people Mm -hmm. in your life, count your blessings. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. Holly Roberts, thank you for all of those blind items. Uh, They were delicious. As always. As always. thank you, because it's so much better when you do them. It's like I did them last week, and I'm just saying, like, I I was grateful to not have to Mm -hmm. dig through all of his 
word salad. There's so many he's, blind he's items got that a salad you have to leave too. out because you're just like, what? Yeah. yeah, I am happy to serve you, Colleen and Bradley. Thank you, Holly. Your delicious blind items. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's something else to chew on. Okay, so Bahati Prinsloo and Adam Levine are still doing these paparazzi strolls. Oh, God. And I just, I just want to. Why? We'll talk about it when Why? we come back after Flames. Flames after this on My Talk 1071. Miss those talks with friends that usually end up in awkward laugh cries? We're here for you. We're talk is fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. My Talk 1071 has teamed up with Southern Lights to shed light on this important month. Make October your reminder month to schedule your mammogram and other preventative care appointments and tell your friends to do the same. Check out events and find a list of resources at mytalk1071.com. Keyword awareness. Your five eyewitness news weather forecast from meteorologist Ren Claire. Today, partly cloudy 64, clear skies tonight, 45, your low. Sun and 71 tomorrow. Right now, the My Talk studios, it's mostly sunny and 65. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hey. How's it going over there? You know, good. Just yeah. doing the thing. What are you um, up to? Well, you know, it's funny. I'll tell you what I'm up to. I've been paying attention. <laughs> oh, that's good. I find that to be helpful most You're days. welcome. Uh, I bet I've been... Well, I, okay, let's just say this. I've noticed... I've noticed an uptick in the uh, paparazzi moments that Bahati Prinsloo mm. and Adam Levine have been seizing. Yes. Okay? Okay. Now, the reason why I'm bringing it up today is this. Before I started saying their names today, okay, were we talking last week at all about his cheating scandal? Not really. Like I think I did. Maybe saw like one story. Maybe okay, but, but like but not. It, it went the 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 signal went dark completely. It went like it was like the story was really hot for a solid two to three days. Yeah, and then it just sort of fizzled. But then page six issued this article with a com- uh, a companion photo spread. Adam Levine hits the beach with Bahati Prinsloo and kids amid cheating scandal. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. I've been publicationship uh, chasing long enough to know that when a scandal hits, the important thing to do in order in an effort to show your solidarity as a couple is do these paparazzi strolls. Yeah. However, I think it's also important to pay attention to the narrative. And if if nobody's talking about the thing that made you want to do the paparazzi strolls in the first place, talking about it? don't go out and do the paparazzi stroll because yeah. what does it do? It just drives the headline well, back out there mm-hmm. that there's a cheating scandal. So then why are we talking about it? Because, why? because they want us to. But why? That's my question. Why? No, I'm asking like <laughs> like like you you have a tinfoil hat, put it on. Like what's the point then? Because you wonder I, I and I don't I'm not saying I have an answer to this either. Yeah. I'm just saying I when I see this behavior, I assume it's calculated. Well, and it must be and and I wonder okay, so there's a couple things that I am holding lightly in this conversation. Okay. 
Hold lightly. One is that Maroon 5 has a residency coming up in Las Vegas. Yeah, we knew that, that there, ding. Right? I can't actually ding your dong. But, but. ding. Thank you for that. Um, so obviously there's some effort to keep him in a good light in headlines. Yeah. The other piece about it is like I read this, there's this whole I did not know much about this, but there is like this whole type of guy called a wife guy. And it's an archetype of a celebrity guy who leans very heavily into being having a wife and a beautiful wife and a beautiful wife. Who's also the mother to his children. And he is because she is. And the guy who sheds all the spotlight on his wife so he can be real wifey and get like, you know, that kind of attention for being a good husband to his wife. Like I'm only a good husband because I am married to this woman. And Mm. suddenly their identity, the wife's identity dissolves into just being the wife of Adam Levine. Yeah. Because what is a Bahati Prince Lou? And so that's kind of, he was used as one of the examples of this kind of wife guy type of person. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that cheating scandal made him lose some footing in the wife guy territory. Oh, I see. And so this is part of an effort to, again, put him out front. That. As a wife guy. I could see that. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I think that it, a lot of it is just like rehabilitation of his image based on his like, you know, like weird Randy text habit. I also think this whole thing is just fascinating because it seems like he was just like, I'm not trying to minimize his behavior, but I do think it's different than a, like, you know, again, to just like compare all these like horrible people. Uh, or I should say people doing horrible things, you know, like it, it's not like he was trying to eat people. Right. And or I'm be being like facetious in referencing Army Hammer. Like he wasn't like overtly predatory. He was like a re- and again, it's not to take responsibility because I think that's a huge. Actually, I imagine it could be very well a huge rift causing experience in their marriage. Sure. To be like soft sexing. Or I, like that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like he was trying to get horny with these ladies, and you could tell a lot of them were just like, "What is this dude doing?" Because it just comes across like when we read those texts, we were like, "Ew!" Because it's not even like it's pathetic. Eh. It's super it's like pathetic. Sad. Yeah, it's, it's sad. sad. Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's like, oh, you're horny. Yeah. Yeah, you're just a also, horny guy. You're married and right. your wife's pregnant. And I, well, I do, the one thing I do want to push back on my own uh, characterization there for a moment is the one really creepy thing was that he was trying to, to name, name his, his child, child after, after one of those women. Yeah. And by all accounts, and this is, this is actually now I'm pushing back on myself even more because he allegedly did have a relationship with yes, that woman. Yes. According unlike to her. Unlike the like soft sexting, all these other people who came out of the woodwork. Yeah. That they actually had an affair. And so the affair part and the creepy, uh, name my kid after you would lend credibility to the notion that this like paparazzi stroll and putting your wife out in front of you, which is a signature misogynist man move. Yeah. When you're like on the hot seat is to like, look at my pretty wife. She really just makes me who I am. Yes. And I'm so grateful. And I would be nothing without her because then everybody's like, Oh, well, and can I ask you a question? Also come to my concert. Right. Who have we not heard from in this experience? Prince, Thank uh, you. But she does show up in those moments. She's there. 
But She's don't next you, to don't him. Don't you feel like as much as we've read celebrities that if your husband was doing that and you were like, uh-uh, I am not going on no paparazzi stroll with your sorry behind. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, we, how many of these have we, we've seen these? We, this is an old story, but we've already forgotten about it. Do you remember when uh, Justin Timberlake got busted holding the hand and grabbing the thigh of his co-star and then took Jessica Biel out on all the paparazzi strolls? Even after she'd gone off on her own, not wearing the wedding ring, right? Like somehow it gets reined back in and then now we hear nothing about them. They had another baby, like a pandemic baby and like they're hiding, I don't know, in Montana somewhere, who knows? But this, that's what's going to happen here is the more they do these like beach play dates and like picking the kids up together. Do you think then that's her being like, I just realized I need like this is like I'm I'm being like the cynical like behind the scenes like uh, throw things at the wall like like she made the calculation. Uh, well, I'm not going anywhere. Right. So let's turn this ship around. Maybe like hedging your bets and realizing that like. Keeping the marriage intact is a better way to continue or living the life that you have. Or she doesn't want him to know that she's like secretly working behind the scenes to get the heck out of here. Uh, I'm eagle Katie eye on Holmes that. Style. I'm like, eagle eye on that. Grab a burner phone. We're out. It does not appear to be that way. However, we are open Time to possibilities tell. on the Colleen and Bradley show. When we come back, we've got a question for you. What music act... Have you traveled a long distance to see, or would you travel a long distance to see? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 